passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Curvison. I am not joined with Reed Bacon today. Um, I get into that in the podcast, so you'll figure that out. Before I talk about what we, what we, I am going to talk about, see I'm already off, please subscribe and like and hit that notification bell if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening, please rate and review and download and re-download. Those always help with our numbers. Um, and follow us on social media uh, at uh, Believe in Tennessee for our main account, at rbacon26 for read, at Kyler Curbison for all of mine, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, and leave comments, leave questions wherever you can. We love to answer them. Uh, so please keep doing that. Uh, and this podcast, we are talking about the two corners we just got in this 2023 recruiting class. Uh, Jordan Matthews and Ricky Gibson, very excited for both these guys. I break down their film. I tell you what makes them such great players and why Willie Martinez really thought these are the guys I want. Uh, so great podcast, um, great insight. Let's jump into it. The game. Snap, the kick is in the air, and the kick this time is no, sir, Reed. Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium reigns. Looks, loads up, fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught on Tennessee. Tennessee wins! Caught it by Tennessee to one Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. Down at the 35, to the 40, to the 45, to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, to the 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. What did he do? All he did was score. Joey Pitt, touchdown on play number one. All right, so before we get into the podcast, we got to shout out our number one sponsor, betonline.ag. You guys know, I say it every podcast, it is the place to go for all your betting news and odds and sports, everything. That This is the place, okay? With BetOnline, you get the most up-to-date fighting news. You get to bet on MLB games going on right now, NFL. I mean, you can bet on anything, team total wins, division wins, 
uh, individual players, all of it. Okay. So now is the time to sign up at Bet Online. You can sign up on your mobile device or you can uh, go online, get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE at checkout. That's B L E A V. And you get that 50% welcome bonus. So listen, y'all, please use that. Please go to Bet Online when you're doing all your sports betting. It makes things a lot more fun and a lot more interesting. Um, and I always love them. They're the place to go. Bet online. It's where the game starts. All right. Welcome in, everybody, uh, to another amazing podcast. Uh, super excited. Uh, two commits today, or not today. Uh, one was earlier, uh, but get to break that down. Uh, first, let me explain a little bit what's going on. I am recording by myself today. It's been quite a weekend. I just moved into my new place. I have literally nothing set up. Y'all think it's hilarious viewing the catastrophe that is this room right now. Um, That's why my computer is literally sitting next to me on the couch. Uh, It's just been kind of a tough couple days to get everything set. Uh, Reed is not with us today. And uh, you guys could have guessed it. It's because he's playing golf. Um, There was a little miscommunication with Reed. Uh, He wanted to go play nine. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to break down film. So, you know, in the comments, y'all can uh, let Reed hear it. But, uh, yeah, super excited. Ready to touch base on two of our most recent commits. Um, I'm going to start with the four star, which is Jordan Matthews. So first thing, absolute first thing I noticed, Jordan Matthews, six foot, 165, four star, is how absolutely smooth he is on the field. The way this guy, his footwork and his ability to flip his hips is incredible. There were plays in which you see him facing one way, he immediately flips to the other. He adjusts off of receivers running different routes. He he can also eye the quarterback but stay on his receiver. Um, he's able to use a sideline to his advantage, use the field to his advantage, and creep behind wide receivers, which is, you know, Reed would, would say it's, you want to stay in that hip pocket of that receiver and his ability to kind of creep up on guys uh, really makes it so hard to throw the ball to his side. Um, I thought he had great shock in his punch, uh, which is a lineman term through and through, but we can also use it with corners. Offensive linemen and corners are very similar in the way they have to defend the guy in front of them. Can't let him get past you. Got to be fluid with your hips. Got to be able to cut him off if you need to. Now, we are a little more violent than the corners, and we get away with a little bit more than they do. Um, Thank to, you know, everyone around you and harder to see. But the ability to flip your hips and have a good punch at the same time is very much like a center. Um, You're the middle as a center. So 
there's not really a way that you're setting or a way that you continue to set, a way that your hips are opened up to. No, no, no. You have to be able to adjust. So if your guy does cross your face, it's flipping your hips, flipping your feet, and staying square and getting back the other way. Jordan does an amazing job with this, an amazing job of having one foot back, hips coming that way, flipping feet and changing the trajectory of his hips, changing them the other direction. So he does such a great job that this is, he is definitely a cover corner. You know, you talk about the guys who come up and make plays. I think people would say Alante was more of, you know, a tackling corner, a guy who's, going to set that edge, who's going to come up, doesn't he's not afraid to put his face in the fan. They wouldn't necessarily say cover corner. Now, Jordan is a cover corner. That is what he's good at. That is what he's best at. Doesn't mean he can't tackle. There were a few plays where he did a very good job of tackling. Um, so I'm not going to say that is a weak point at all. But he's definitely a cover guy if you're putting putting a label on him. He is a cover corner. Um, his long arms give him such a huge advantage. Uh, his ability to punch, like I mentioned before, help with that. I just, I literally saw him put a wide receiver on the ground in his highlight tape when the wide receiver is trying to block him. That's impressive. The wide receiver is running a route and he's really just trying to get around you and you put him on his, on his butt. That's one thing. But if he's coming to you to block and you shock him in his chest, and put him to the ground, that's very, very impressive. Uh, and with those long arms, it helps him so much in tackling, like we were just talking about. His ability to just adjust and reach and grab a hold of a guy, bring him in, it, it's understated. You don't really, even as a as a runner, you know, any wide receiver running back out there trying to get away from Jordan, maybe might not realize how long his arms are and how far away from him they need to be to get away because he could just reach out and literally get a fingertip on that jersey and sling you down. Um, There's a few plays on his highlight type where it's open field tackles. It's coming up. You got one guy and his ability to break down and just arm length, spreading those things out, it narrows the field for that guy. It, it makes it seem like, oh, no, I have nowhere to go. It's the same as, you know, in basketball, trying to get around a seven-footer with huge, long wingspan. It's very hard trying to drive the basketball past them. It's very, very hard. They're so big, so large, you can't get around them. His long arms do the exact same thing. They set him up with the ability to make those tackles that maybe a normal corner wouldn't be able to, or maybe a smaller corner, let's say, wouldn't be able to. He is able to do that. You know, only being six foot, I'm not saying he's huge, but his his long arms, his arms are way longer than a six-foot guy's arms should be. Um, eyes lead him where he needs to go. Y'all, some of the plays on his highlight tape, y'all really need to go watch it. Literally just look up his huddle, look up his full season highlights. Some of the plays he had where it's wide receiver running a fake route and then he uh, breaks off um, 
realizes something's happening, uh, sees that a block is coming towards him, is able to shed and then go make a tackle on a running back running the ball. Like his eyes never fail him. His ability to uh, see the ball coming, to adjust. You know, you're watching the wide receiver as you start and your back pedal as a corner, trying to figure out what kind of route he's running. Then you're transitioning your eyes into the backfield, see where that quarterback's going with the ball. Then once that ball's in the air, it's tracking your wide receiver and then also tracking the ball. Like that is a very, very difficult thing to do. And his eyes do not deceive him. His eyes are the reason why he has success out there and the reason why he has the capability of getting to those ball carriers, being that elite defender. It, it's really impressive, very, very impressive to see. There was even a play where this man absolutely sniffed out a screen. And it's one of the most impressive plays I've I've seen, honestly. One of the most impressive plays I've seen. His wide receiver runs a lazy route, uh, running a slant across the field. They are running a screen back the way that wide receiver came. He runs a lazy route. Jordan picks up on this. Hey, wait a second. Why is this guy being lazy? He trails behind him. He stays with him. All of a sudden, he gets the cue from the guard. He sees the guard start to run out onto the field immediately. That's not right. That's not where he's supposed to be. He's not allowed to do that. This has to be a screen. And redirects finds the running back through three offensive linemen. You can't see the guy. He's a lot smaller than everybody. Finds him through the three offensive linemen, goes on the appropriate angle, and tackles him as soon as the ball gets there. There's no opportunity for that guy to go anywhere. I Like, you rarely, rarely ever see a defender meet the pass catcher on a screen. When he catches it, you rarely ever see that. And on a screen with offensive linemen, it's usually a linebacker. It's usually an outside linebacker, maybe a middle, that is manned up on the running back. Not a guy who's manned up on a receiver out to that side and is able to just react immediately off of it. Have great eyes. Tell what's going on in the backfield. And read an offensive lineman? You just told me a corner read an offensive lineman to figure out what play it was. Color me shocked. Honestly. It, it's it's very, very, very impressive. I, I can't tell you guys. This is not, you know, this is not what people are taught all the time. It's not even what guys are taught in college. You know, they're worried about the the wide receivers, you know, their footwork, their alignment. Um, you know, what kind of option routes they would run if they step with this foot, what route they're running. They're worried about the quarterback. They're worried about, you know, their own schemes. If I had in cover three, who do I know? Do I know someone's in front of me? Is, is someone behind me? You know, do I have help inside from a linebacker? All that kind of stuff. You don't think, hey, they're also learning the technique of offensive line. They're realizing what this pass set, fake pass set out into the field looks like for offensive linemen, and he's adjusting off of it. Like, absolutely incredible. Absolutely love that play. Um, 
one thing I didn't notice, no interceptions on his highlight reel. And most people at first would go, oh, you know, he's good at, at you know, pass deflections, but he didn't have any interceptions. He's not really a ball hawk. I don't think that's it at all. I think it's because quarterbacks won't throw over there. They don't want to test that man. He is a cover corner. He plays man a lot. The only kind of routes they throw to his side are hitches, comebacks, slants, things like that. They do not want to throw a 50-50 ball up to him. Because the ones they did have, he batting them down every single time. And I don't think they want to get a ball picked. Um, they go for the uh, easier throw. I'll say that. So I think that's why he might not have any picks on his highlight reel. But, man, Jordan Matthews is impressive, dude. I, like, I – that play dissecting the screen was just – it was incredible. I, I seriously have not seen a play like that out of a corner. And I, I thought that was – that was a two, true testament to his ability and what he has going. And I'm just so excited. I could – like – I can just tell Willie Martinez is putting in that damn work. I can tell both of these guys being the players that they are, the the impressiveness I've seen. I'm about to get into Ricky, but just want to say like Willie Martinez and, you know, his selling point of the university and him being the great coach that he is. It's like, oh yeah, that's why they're coming here. Cause Willie, cause Willie Martinez the great coach that he is, the amazing personality that he has. I freaking love Coach Martinez and the, you know, eye for talent. This, it, listen, this wasn't hard to figure out at all uh, that this guy was talented. Obviously, he's a four star, and I'm going to pull out my iPad real quick and play the role of uh, Reed here and name off those offers because I know Reed absolutely loves to do that. So, oh, this is another thing, too. You look up on 24-7, Jordan Matthews, by this Mike Staunch, whatever, says 100% committed to Texas. 100% he's going to go to Texas. Crystal ball to Texas. He's going. And then he commits to Tennessee. What? This proves those guys know absolutely nothing. They know nothing about what these guys want. They have no idea what's going on to put any inkling of faith in what they think is going to happen is the wrong move. Do not, do not trust them. The crystal ball, blah, 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 whatever. When he commits, that's when you'll know. Okay. So don't trust those guys on any of the sites, not just 24 seven, which I like. I like to look up info. It's great for that, but don't trust those predictions. Um, but offers, I mean, Michigan, Texas, Stanford, Alabama, Cal, Clemson, Florida State, Georgia, Kentucky. He had them all. Uh, I think like 32 in total. This was one of those ones, you know, Reed says a lot, you know, this is a battle we should win. This kind of looks like a battle we shouldn't have won. With how hot Texas is looking right now, Michigan was just in the college football playoffs. Georgia just won the national championship. Alabama and their dominance over the past decade. And it's just like, you know, you would think Clemson in there, you would think 
hey, I'm going to go to these other schools because they did this, this, and this in the postseason and all that kind of stuff. But it doesn't always come down to that. Sometimes it actually has to do with the school and the coaches and the facilities and, and the uniforms and and the guys on the team and other things besides just the winning. Uh, you know, I, I've had people give me a hard time about the fact that I went to Tennessee. Uh because, you know, I had offers to Georgia and to Bama and to, you know, Stanford and into and, uh, and Florida. It, and it was, you know, why'd you go to Tennessee? They, they haven't been good. They haven't been good for the past 15 years. But it was more than that. It, I didn't want to go to Alabama because I fucking hate Alabama. I never liked Alabama. I grew up hating Alabama. I didn't want to go to Florida because I hate Florida. I probably hate them more than Bama. And like, why would I go to the places I hate? Like, I'm just going to fake it the whole time I'm there just so that I can wear a ring, possibly. Like, it's not even a guarantee that that would happen. So it's like, don't knock someone's decision just based off of winning. There's so many more factors that go into it besides winning that would make you pick a school. Um, and you know, people who would ask me that, I'm just like, you don't get it, you, you know, like, sorry, but you just, you don't get it. Like you pick a job based off money and money alone. And that is it. You're not picking off incentives. You're not picking off the healthcare. You're not picking off the environment that you're in. You're not picking off the fact that you'll enjoy the job. You're literally just picking it off the salary. And I don't really want to live a life like that. You know what I mean? I didn't really want to have a college experience like that. So I digress. Um, Jordan Matthews, amazing addition. So freaking excited about him. It literally, this DB room gets better and better. You know, we're going to keep losing guys. Obviously, I, I think everyone that we saw in practice, everyone we've talked about is – under Willie Martinez can be a true difference maker and can have successful careers when it comes to the next level. And just bringing in more guys like this is awesome to see. Um, okay. So number two, second guy on there, Ricky Gibson. <laughs> I mean, let's start with the name. What an incredible name. That is a football name. That is uh, an amazing corner name. Ricky Gibson with the interception. Touchdown, Ricky. Like, love that. He'll probably be the cookie monster whenever he gets here. Um, but six foot, 171, three star. I, you know, watching him, he's the tackler. He's the guy who comes up and lays the wood on dudes. He's not afraid to, uh, you know, stick his face in the fan, like I said. Um, and there's multiple times on his film where, you know, he might be that deep zone uh, cover guy. He might be the last line of defense and there's an out route. Uh, there's a comeback. Um, there's a dig that's coming across the other side of the field and it comes to his side. He, I, I mean, the speed in which he determines that realizes there's nothing else I need to worry about behind me and sticks his foot in the ground and goes. And he's going for blood. He's not going just to 
pitter patter uh, breakdown, uh, and then the guy jukes him out. No, 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 no. He's going to lay the hammer on him. He's going to hit him as hard as he can. He wants to get a free shot. He really does. He wants to get a free shot on a dude, not let him know what's happening, um, and just be able to straight take him out. So I absolutely love that. I, I love that dog mentality in him. You get that dog. Um, because not, not everybody likes to hit, you know, and I'm not saying that about Jordan, but not everybody likes to hit. Not every DB likes to hit. Uh, it's more prone in their position group. So uh, to see that tenacity out of them and that want to is very, very encouraging. Uh, I, I mean, he did a great job adjusting on routes. Uh, you know, they try to switch route on his side, uh, two wide receivers to his side. He's got, he's got safety help and they do a little switch route. Wide receiver does a little kind of like a, um, post and then streak. I mean, I'm not going to know the terminology. I'm a damn offensive lineman. Look at me. I'm slow as molasses. I'm, you know, heavy as hell. And these knees aren't going very high on those spreads. You know what I mean? So, anyways, it's like a post and then seam. And the other guy runs a dig and then up uh, or out and up, I guess. Yeah, so out and up. And he rides with the guy on the post realizes the one underneath on his out route breaks off, comes down for the out route, then realizes, no, 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 it's not an out route. Guy's turning up the sideline and running down. And he adjusts off that, flips his hips, runs down the sideline with them, batted ball, pass deflection. That is an amazing play in and of itself. If a, if a, if a DB coach was wanting to teach how to work that play out, that is how you do it. He took away the post, he took away the out route, and he took away the go route. He took away three different routes in one play. That's pretty damn impressive. So Ricky showing up like that gives me hope. I absolutely love to see it. Then some of these plays he is making in the run game are so good, and it's not – the tackle. It's not the tackle that impresses me the most. It's the amount of effort he puts in and the knowledge behind it. Okay. As a corner, you have to realize you're the last line of defense on a lot of stuff, and you are the one to set the edge on the play. Multiple plays. There's no wide receiver to his side. He has to come in closer. What does that usually mean? a tight end, or maybe even an offensive lineman is coming out to block him, a bigger guy. He's automatically in a disadvantage. So what does he do? He sticks his hands in the buddy's chest. He stays outside leverage. He stays outside leverage. He does not creep inside. Even when a ball carrier might look like they're going to run inside, he does not creep. It happens all the time, even in college, even in the pros. Where a corner creeps back inside, thinking, "Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll snap in there, make the tackle." Running back jump cut outside. Now he's got full grass. He's got green, green grass all the way to the end zone. He stays outside. He forces the ball carrier in. 
does not let him get that edge. A ball carrier wants the edge. He forces him in, makes him redirect, and on one of the plays, let me tell you something. This guy redirects, takes it inside, and is a good seven, eight yards ahead of Ricky. Good seven, eight yards before Ricky starts running. The safety helps a little bit by forcing the guy to kind of run downhill, kind of towards Ricky's angle. Ricky hawks this man's man down, and instead of going for the tackle, what does he do? Goes for the ball, rips that sucker out, punches it out, gets it on the ground, turnover, and, man, it's such a beautiful play. The fact that he forced him inside, he did exactly what he was supposed to do, even though there weren't guys in there right away to make the tackle, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. Ball gets past him. Does he give up? Does he stand there? Does he say, oh, well, I did my job. I forced him inside of you linebackers. Why didn't you make the play? No. He puts his foot in the ground. He turns, runs straight for a pylon, and tries to catch up. He does catch up. He uses his speed to. What does he do when he gets there? Not just a prototypical tackle. Not just trying to get the guy on the ground. Not enough. I want the ball. I want the ball. I want it for my team. That's mine that you have, and I'm going to take it from you. So he does this incredible, incredible play. Then about two plays later on his highlight reel, what does he do? He's out on the edge. There's no wide receiver out there. Who's coming up to block him? Looks like a leading blocker. It's a tight end. He's bigger than him. Already he's at a disadvantage, Ricky is. What does he do? Puts his hands in his chest. He sets the edge. He does not let the running back get the edge. He makes him bump inside. This time, his D-line and linebackers are there. Running back has nowhere to go. Gets scared. Realizes he has nowhere to go. Says, screw it. I'm reversing field. Starts running back the other way. Trying to get away from this whole pileup that happens. What does Ricky do? Shed block and just starts chasing. Hawks this man down from behind. Just big leaping jump over top. Takes him down to the ground. Another effort, tenacity kind of play. Having the right technique that really just impresses the shit out of you. He's not, you know as smooth as Jordan, I would say. He's not the one to, you know, flip those hips all nice and smooth and have the best footwork. But, man, does this guy have effort. Man, does he control some dudes when they're trying to run their routes. Might get away with some holdings and some some pressure on guys and things like that. And it might just be because it's in high school. That's why he's getting away. But – I I mean, the physicality, the technique that he uses, the understanding of football that he has makes him a good corner. Um, and, and that, like, I freaking love that about him because I felt the same way as a tackle. I'm, I'm 6'4". I was 320. I have been told I have short arms for my size since high school. I'm not supposed to be playing tackle. In the SEC, literally not. Like, these guys are supposed to be 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, probably 3'10", lean, you know, super athletic, super long. That's that, that's the prototypical. But 
what did I do to make it to where I could play left tackle? I played with technique. I was patient in my set. I made sure and have square hips. I didn't lunge at guys. I knew that I was heavier and stronger than them, so I baited them into bull rushing me so that I could slow them down. I worked my way around it, okay? You don't have to be the most athletic guy if you're the smartest guy. So I think Ricky has some of that in him. He's a smart dude. He understands the game. He understands how to play the corner position, which I absolutely love. Absolutely love. Um, but besides that, there hasn't been much news going on. We had our, we went to our practice. I'm hoping you guys very much enjoyed that podcast. This one's a little short and sweet. One, because I don't have Reed here to, you know, tell me how I'm wrong or, you know, talk about his salad that he's shoving down his gullet. Um, but another thing is, like I said, life is a little discombobulated. I got stuff everywhere in my apartment right now, and nothing is set up. I'm recording on my phone. Uh, I don't even have my camera. I don't even know how I'm going to edit this thing, but that's why we're keeping it short this week. I very much appreciate you guys. Y'all are the best. Um, oh, wait. Before I go, Ricky, I got to do my read part. Okay, I got to call out his offers. So, Ricky and his offers, Arkansas, Auburn, um, let's see, Florida State, Georgia, Georgia Tech, uh, Indiana, Kentucky. So, I mean, we should really win that one. I, I think Georgia is probably the one that you could consider better. But like Reed said, like, we should beat Arkansas. We should beat Auburn. We should beat Kentucky. We should beat Florida State. We should beat, you know. Georgia Tech, Indiana, Kansas, like those guys on here, we should definitely beat them. So we keep stacking, keep stacking these commits, keep stacking this stuff, What you know, keep winning these ones that we are supposed to win. Um, and it's going to be, it's going to be a good 2023 uh, and uh, years after. So very excited about that. Um, thank you guys for watching and listening. If you are watching, please subscribe and hit that like button and leave a comment. Please roast Reed for not being here. Um, and, and, uh, you know, come up with something. Uh, I think Reed has uh, a little bit of sensitivity and I love getting underneath his skin. So it's always so much fun. Uh, and I can't wait until he watches this and just sees me rip him, even though we've had conversations about it already. Uh, but if you're listening, if you're just listening, please rate and review, uh, download and re-download. It, it helps every time and share with friends and family. Uh, let them know that, you know, if you want what the recruit really looks like and, 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 you know, they committed to us and, and how do they really look? Come here. If you want, how's our team looking guy gets to go to practice and break down the entire thing. Come here. If you want entertainment on golf talk, come here. Uh, this is the place to be. So if you want to follow us at believe in Tennessee on Twitter, uh, at our bacon 26 for read at Kyler Kerbison for all my social medias, um, and I think that's it. I think that's my whole spiel. I'm a little off right now, like I said, so I, I might be forgetting stuff, but 
Uh, thank you guys for being the best fans in the world. And as always, go balls. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.